Kia ora, I'm Philippa Tolley and welcome to RNZ's Insight programme for 2017. This week, Insight heads to the rodeo and asks, should they stay or should they go? Rodeos are described by some as a sport and others as animal cruelty for the sake of entertainment. The Minister for Primary Industries, Nathan Guy, says it's all part of New Zealand society. Animal activists say it causes unnecessary stress to the animals. Are rodeos a staple of New Zealand identity? Are animals being abused or taken care of? And is it only a matter of time before they're fully banned? It's hot and sunny when I arrive at the Workworth Showgrounds for the day-long rodeo on New Year's Day. The events are already in full swing, and families have set up tents in prime spots, giving them full view of the 100-metre-wide arena. I'm greeted by the Workworth Rodeo president, Tom Whiteford. And a lot of people will just come in for an hour or two. You know. we've, we've had a lot of inquiries from people who don't know anything about rodeo, and they want to come along and have a look, yeah. just to see how bad we really are. You know. <laughs> The main event of the day is the bull riding, where cowboys try to hold on for eight seconds as the animal bucks around the arena trying to get the rider off their backs. Mr Whiteford has been breeding the animals for rodeo for the past 17 years. He says bucking is part of their nature. Once you've got your bulls going to a few rodeos, they know when the truck's coming in that they start getting excited, they start getting worked up and you see them and they just start bubbling, you know. These bulls love it, you know, and to see the calves as we do... At weeks old, bucking and playing in the paddock, they just buck. They just, and especially these crossbred ones, these Brahmin crosses, they just love to play. Outside the grounds, about 50 protesters are gathered calling for rodeo to be banned. The group is holding large heart-shaped signs and they're trying to discourage people from attending. Animals deserve better. Boycott the rodeo. Animals deserve better. The direct animal action spokesperson is Amy Wolken, and she believes rodeos are cruel and people should stop going to them. Rodeos by their nature induce stress in the animals that need to perform. It's a form of entertainment, so we don't believe it serves any real purpose to society. People can choose other forms of entertainment that teach kids good values about how to care for animals, and rodeos just don't do that. Watching animals put under that kind of stress, watching them in the chutes, knowing that they are being forced and coerced to perform. Um, it's not a good feeling to watch. I'm Paloma Migoni, and this insight looks at rodeos in New Zealand and the growing debate between the enthusiasts and the activists. Rodeos can be tracked back to the early 1700s when Spanish laborers, the Mexican cattlemen, known as vaqueros, ruled the west of the United States. They collected the cattle in seasonal roundups, and the vaqueros used their roping, riding, and herding skills to control the animals. Anglo newcomers began to learn the trade, and after the Civil War in the 1860s, the era of the cowboy and the testing of their skills began. This eventually evolved to rodeos' competitive events being held today. Oh, we're going to the rodeo today. The folks will come from miles and miles away. We're bringing horses that can buck, and we hope we have good luck, because we're going to the rodeo today. But how did they end up in New Zealand? 
The New Zealand Rodeo Cowboys Association believes the first form of the contest was held here as early as the 1900s. After World War I, Australian tent shows visited the country. This couple with the rise of the Hollywood Western films with stars like John Wayne led to a surge in popularity. A circuit began taking shape in the 50s. Okay, Tony Plunkett coming out on air. Let's, let's see what can happen here. Get the job done. Today, there are 31 member clubs with about 30 events between Labor Weekend and Easter each year. There are around 2,000 members, 40% are farmers. The association says rodeo isn't all about the competitions, though. It's a family event where people can enjoy the sun, the animals and the food. At Workworth, the children are welcome onto the arena for a lolly scramble and the audience participate in a raffle. Everybody get your raffle tickets out. I'm going to read out the first four. And if you'd like to go up to the shed up the top and claim your prize. But a campaign against rodeo has been going on for years, with former Auckland Mayor John Banks getting behind the cause and in 2008 setting a policy to ban rodeos on council land. Last year, a petition against rodeos on behalf of animal welfare groups SAFE, the SBCA and Farmwatch was given to Parliament with more than 62,000 signatures. So what do the spectators think about the rodeo and the animals' well-being? Uh, it's quite interesting. I mean, individually, I'm not into horses or, or, or you know animals or the you know country music, but you know, as a great you know as a great group of people, it's fantastic, having a good time. It's like a family event. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So there's some protests of people worried about how the animals are treated. What are your thoughts around that? I think it's probably the riders that are getting the hard time, but um, I've seen no problem at all. No, no issues. Do you come to the rodeo often? This is our first time. Me and my daughter Amanda come to the rodeo. Our first time at the rodeo. Oh, yeah? And what made you want to come? What made us come to the rodeo? The horses yeah. and the bulls. And it's a great day out. The heaps of food and it's really good. And it's a nice day and it's really interesting watching the cowboys fall off and bucking. It's good. Do you think that you know the animals are well treated here? This has happened for years and years. Cowboys have done this for years and years. It's just life, isn't it? You know? And you know you always get haters and lovers, don't you? That's all right. Here at work with showgrounds, the music is blaring constantly. There are six shoots that hold the animals before they're released to the main sandpit arena. The calves, bulls and steers have been arriving by the truckload to be held in pens and are then taken away after performing, as there's not enough room for all of them. The horses are happily feeding in a paddock at the far left corner of the showgrounds, and when I get to the back of the arena, the riders are prepping for the bull riding. Are you guys getting ready? to go out. Will Bruce is from Hunterville. A former truck driver, he has been competing in rodeos for five years. He's fully decked out in the rodeo uniform. Jeans, a long sleeve shirt, a cowboy hat and leather boots. What goes through your mind when you're about to go out there? Uh, as little as possible. The thing I guess with any sport is that you got to conquer your head and sport like bull riding, everything's too quick for you to think at all. So. The less you can think, the better off you're going to be. You got to you got to do it all on, on instinct, and balance. So um, you go up and they go they put the animal in the chute and then you jump on it, right? What what happens after that? Yeah, well, yeah, you get your animal up in the chute and then you put your rope, put your bull rope on him around his brisket, then you put a flank rope uh, around his flank. You get that 
just sitting nice and loose to begin with and then when it's when it's your turn you just get on get your mate to pull your rope up for you and get your hand in there get get sitting comfortable um slide up slide up really far forward as far forward as you can onto your hand make sure your feet are set right make sure your chest's out when everything feels right you just nod your head you're ready to go they'll open that gate and so to pull in the rope is that does that make it bump, does it no, that, that rope needs to be tight for us to stay on. That's our, our grip. Nothing makes the ball buck other than the ball. If he, if he ain't going to buck, he ain't going to buck. Um, the, the flank rope at the back helps, helps a ball extend his kick at the end of a buck, but it won't make them buck. Because there are animal activists, you know, that are always here looking at you guys, saying that you guys force it to buck, or you guys stress him out to kind of get him going. Is that accurate? Not at all. Um, the more relaxed a bull is, or a horse for that matter, the better they're going to perform. It's just like a person. So we, we like our stock to be nice and relaxed and calm with us. And if they're going to buck, like I said, they'll buck. If not, that's all right. We'll just get another one to do the job. So have any of the animals been injured as far as you know? Yeah, they have been. Um, that's that's a real sad part of our sport. And we don't, we don't like that any more than anyone else does. But... I guess we just try and put that out of our minds and um, keep moving forward. Do you think they enjoy it? I think once I've learned the ropes, once I've been trained properly and that, yeah, I really do think that they enjoy what they do. It's like anything, they have to they have to learn and um, it might be a, a kind of a scary process for them to learn, but we do it as kindly as we can. The flank strap is covered by sheepskin and goes around the abdomen of the animal, not the testicles as some believe. Mr. Bruce says he reads the code of welfare for rodeos every year as part of the sport. That code was set up by the National Animal Welfare Advisory Committee, or NAWAC, and was last updated in 2014. It sets out minimum standards for the events from the gear in the arena right through to how long animals can be tied for. The code also says a vet needs to be on site and an animal welfare officer has to be appointed to each rodeo. The officer at Workworth is Laurie Latta, who's in charge of the animal welfare for the New Zealand Rodeo Cowboys Association. I find him getting ready to monitor the steer wrestling, an event where a mounted rider chases the animal, throws himself onto it and wrestles it to the ground. He describes what his job involves. We'll check the stock. Um, often meet the vet and go around with the vet and check the stock. Uh, any stock that's not suitable will be put out either by the vet or by us and just generally keep an eye on things the whole day. And so when you're watching the events, I mean, what are you looking out for? Anything. Anything that could be animal welfare. Someone treating one of these kind of being horses in an unreasonable manner. <laughs> you, you wouldn't very often see it, but they're all aware of the fact that I'm watching. I can stop that man from roping off that horse. Have you disqualified anyone yes, before? Yes, we have disqualified people over the years. We have and we will again. There was a guy I got spoken to here earlier today over something minor. What, what, what was that? You're not allowed to touch calves, cattle tail, you're not allowed to screw a tail or lift a tail. And the guy perhaps barely did that, but all but, and I spoke to him about it. Lori Lata doesn't believe the animals are stressed. In terms of like some pictures that they've shown me, you know, of, of um, you know the steer wrestling, that their their heads completely twisted. Uh, is there any concern about that sort of thing? Why not? 
because to start with, where are the pictures taken? You never, I don't know who, who, what groups you're talking about. Steer, the steer wrestling, do they twist their heads? Like, you know, like the they bring, they yeah. bring their head round to one side, pick up the nose and throw them over on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think throwing them in the ground would be distressing to no. the animal? Why not? No. For why would it be? Wouldn't hurt you if I threw you quietly on the ground, would it? Maybe it depends how forceful you were. It's not done like that. That's the people that the, the difficulty with some people is that that um, criticise what some sports do. They don't understand the skills. They don't know what's involved. Hi. Should I go through the front? The person behind many of those images is Lynn Charlton from the Anti-Rodeo Action Group. At Workworth, as with many other rodeos throughout the country, Ms. Charlton can be found glued to her video camera among the spectators, capturing every event from beginning to end. She has been a psychotherapist for 25 years and lives in central Auckland. With one of her three dogs on her lap at home, she explains how she began working on animal welfare five years ago in why she wants rodeo banned. I sort of believe what other people used to say about we had great animal welfare standards in this country. And, um, yeah, when you start to actually really have a proper look at it, you realise it's not like that. These are myths that we've, um, we've all heard for a very long time. And was that when you also started looking at rodeo? Now, I started looking at rodeo during 2012 um, while SAFE was um, protesting against a rodeo in Hamilton at Claudelands. But actually, I have, uh, for a few decades now, noticed in the newspapers there would be pictures um, of uh, horses or bulls being ridden at rodeos that, that always looked horrible. They looked really like it was not a thing that animals would want to be doing. Miss Charlton says until you get up close to the animals, you can't really see the impact the riding, roping and wrestling has. The horrors actually become more apparent when you are slowing it down or having a look on a screen. When you're sitting on a bank and you're looking at the animal way over there, it's bad enough, but it, it's not. you don't see the mouth open the same, you don't see the whites of the eyes, you don't see the trembling in their flanks when they're shaking in fear. You don't get the full bodily impact of what that animal is experiencing. And there's the lulling of the crowd, the music, the atmosphere, the friendly people. Everything seems really um, sort of upbeat and like a nice family day out, if you don't think. Yeah, I could, I could feel what people felt and how people saw this as OK. And then, um, then I focus back on the animals. She says animals are made to bark constantly when they wouldn't do so naturally. What we see at rodeos is nothing like a bull having a little, little kick out, a little buck in the field. These animals are coerced into bucking. They've had their tails twisted. They've had electric shocking often to get them in or out of the their trucks. They know what's coming in the chutes because they've been there before. They also know they're going to be spurred in the sides, the bulls do. And they also know that while they're standing there in the chute, someone is wrapping a bull rope around their upper body and they're pulling it really tight. And then there's the flank strap. Clubs will say this is to extend the bucking. The bucking is going to happen anyway, but to extend their bucking is, is again a human-induced thing that's happening to them. At Workworth, an inspector from the Ministry for Primary Industries as a ministry responsible was on site. During the event, I didn't see anyone doing anything that appeared to breach the code. A horse did fall onto its back but got up and was fine. A bull got agitated in a chute but also appeared unhurt. 
Handlers were guiding steers with poles with rubbish bags at the end of them, which rustle and encourage the animals to move in the desired direction. But one of the handlers also had a yellow electric prod, although I didn't see it being used. After every event, Lynn Charlton combs through the zoomed-in footage carefully to see if she can spot anything amiss. Look at this hideous scene here. This here, this man has twisted the neck of a, a steer. He's he's sort of got his back sort of parallel sort of to the ground, but the steer's head is like the head is really upside down on the animal. It looked as Frankensteinian. After Warkworth, Miss Charlton found footage which she says shows an electric prod being used on a young looking steer during the team roping event. And the animal rights group SAFE has made public some of her videos from the mid-northern rodeo near Fangaray. The videos show a rider missing a calf's neck during the rope and tie event and the animal somersaulting in midair, leading to his head nearly touching its back. A cow crawling on its knees out of a chute in what appears to be an electric prod being used on a calf. A number of sponsors have since pulled support for the event. The horse have been out, they've done their work. They're, uh, they've got water, got plenty of grass, no injuries, and um, they'll stay here probably about nine o'clock, eight, eight o'clock tonight. We'll take them out to a farm. That's where they'll go for the next 12 months, mm-hmm. living the life of Riley. Gary Jackson is the New Zealand Rodeo Cowboys Association spokesman. He's checking on the club horses that have just been used at the Workworth Rodeo. They're all relaxed. They, um, he he, uh, he played up in the shoot a couple of times and he just settled down. You know, we've got to gauge whether we have to let him go because you know we don't let horses play up in the shoot. We let them go. But with a new horse, you think, well, it's all new to him, and we'll we'll uh, we'll give him a second shot, and, and he turned out good. What are those open wounds there? Is that because of the the boots that they have to hold on? There's a bit of open wound there. Do you see oh, like on that horse? That, that's probably in the truck. Uh, when, yeah. when they're rubbing against each other in a truck, it's on the hip. You yeah. just see it's quite a common one. Yeah. When I say common, it, 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 they don't, they're not, not treated at all. Just, we class that as an injury for your reporting, though, so we can monitor if it was going to another radio. You so, report it? Yep. So, so with their injuries, the actual rate for treated injuries is negligible. But, but we do it so we can monitor a horse right through, you know. Mr Jackson says these horses were previously used for racing and show jumping, but were given to rodeo because they were unruly. He says rodeo clubs take them in rather than sending them to the meatworks. They'll now retire until next year's work with event, but Mr. Jackson says there are contract horses that could do up to eight rodeos a year. Mr. Jackson is in phase by the protesters, saying the critics are a small minority. Taupo, I thought there was one, but there was actually two protesters at Taupo. There's a crowd of just under 7,000 people there. It's only in Auckland where the noise gets made, and it's only made by literally half a dozen people but they generate all of this um, publicity. SAFE is the main organisation that's been against us over the years. It's just a philosophical and ideological argument. I mean they don't understand what we do, they don't understand their animals. We, we don't apply any difference to their animal welfare in rodeo than that what we do in their working day as stockmen and farmers and farm managers. Mr Jackson denies breaching any minimum standards of the code of welfare in the last few years but reveals that over four seasons until 2014, that is 146 rodeos, 11 animals have died and 74 have been injured. That compares to two deaths in show jumping in the past few years and about 21 race day deaths at thoroughbred races in the 2015-2016 season. Mr Jackson says animal welfare activists focus on rodeo because it's attractive and has a public profile.
it is inevitable that occasionally an animal will get injured. But, I mean, isn't that life? Mm. On farms, animals get injured just grazing out in the paddock. I guess their argument would be that this case is for entertainment rather than... Yeah, but that's a load of rubbish. Animal, what's a pet dog at home sitting on a lady's knee and she's full of perfume and this little dog's got the most sensitive nose in the world? Is that not cruel? He's there for her entertainment. We know the areas where, where animal welfare is rife through ignorance in New Zealand. And if the people that were protesting rodeo put their attention to that and did it in an educational way, I'd have a huge amount of respect for them, but they don't. And the reason they don't do that is because it ain't sexy and there ain't nobody prepared to give them donations if they showed a picture of an overweight horse that's just founded in a 10-acre block. Callum Irvine is the head of veterinary services for the New Zealand Veterinary Association, which represents about 75% of vets throughout the country. At the group's offices in Wellington, he says vets' opinions on rodeo are mixed. This is quite a challenging conversation and discussion for us as a profession. So we represent vets all the way from uh, companion animal and, and uh, wildlife vets to vets who work you know, with, with dairy cattle and horses and so on. So there's, there's an enormous diversity of opinion and views even within our profession itself. Um, so it's taken us some time to kind of form a position or, or some consensus amongst the profession. And I guess where we stand at the moment is that um, we don't feel that we're necessarily in the position to say that we're either support or, you know, or support a ban on radio, but we have some real concerns about radio in itself. Dr Irvine says the association is concerned about the use of animals where handling may result in fear and distress, particularly calves. The rope and tie event, for example, involves catching a calf by the neck in the arena with a rope thrown by a rider on horseback, which fastens around its neck, bringing it to an abrupt halt. The rider then dismounts, turns the animal to the ground, and ties three of its legs using a string. The Workworth Rodeo Club admits it's the most controversial event and held it two hours before the public was due to arrive. We're worried about young animals because they are naive you know they are less experienced you know there is a concern that the fear and stress associated with using them in this way might not be justified anymore in the code of welfare the animal welfare advisory committee is also concerned about the use of animals in rodeo especially calves it gives minimum standards for calf use but then says best practice is not to use them at all the science on rodeo is described as scarce and conflicting since the Code of Welfare was last updated, a study by Australian's Queensland University, commissioned by the Rodeo Association there, found calves used in rodeo do show signs of stress. But the findings contrast another study in 2003 for the then Ministry of Agriculture and Forestry, which used different measurements. That study concluded there were no adverse effects as a result of calf roping. Dr Irvine says the code needs to be looked at again, a view also supported by the SPCA. We are continually seeing an evolution in the way that we want to treat animals and the way that we as a society think that animals should be treated. Over time, much of the profession is increasingly concerned about the use of animals in this way and we would really like to see more evaluation or more work done to assess the use of animals, particularly in events like rodeo. The Animal Welfare Committee is reviewing the use of animals in entertainment events and plans to publish its findings as an opinion piece. 
The committee is likely to set principles to be considered when deciding if and how animals should be used in such events, which it says will serve as a signal to the sector and the public over what is acceptable and what isn't. But already a number of people are not happy with rodeo activities. The Ministry for Primary Industries has 18 codes of welfare, covering a number of animals and events including horses, sheep and rodeo. The ministry receives complaints on a number of them, and over the past five years, 27 were about rodeo. One of the complaints involved the holding of a bull's tail, rope burning, and not releasing animals that had become distressed. Those were considered minor breaches of the code, which has no penalties and is not legally enforceable. Any prosecution would have to be taken under the Animal Welfare Act, which sets a high bar of animal cruelty. In the 2014-2015 year, eight clubs, including Warkworth, were found to be in breach of the code. An investigation into last year's rodeos has just been completed. And again, the ministry found some minimum standards weren't met, but no prosecutions were taken. Chris Rodwell is the new head of Animal Welfare Compliance. He took up the job about a month ago. At the offices in Wellington, Mr Rodwell says the ministry takes animal welfare compliance very seriously. We've had over 300 hours of footage that's been supplied to us last year alone. 60 of those hours we've looked at with animal welfare inspectors, a private independent veterinarian, and there has been a number of non-conformances with code. The difficulty is that in order to bring a prosecution, you need to have what we call evidential sufficiency. Now, all that that means in, in layperson's terms is you need to be able to prove to a court of law that there has been a breach uh, in terms of the Act. In a report following the Ministry's investigation, it says the majority of footage submitted did not show excessively excited animals, but some poor judgment could be seen. Mr Rodwell says despite there being no prosecution, the Ministry did achieve change. On the back of that investigation and on the back of proactive work, we managed to engaged with the Rodeo Cowboys Association and we had the requirement for the calf to be roped for six seconds dropped. So it's not the fact that our hands are tied, uh, it's just the fact that we don't have uh, some of the specific tools in our toolkit to be able to deal with specific incidences that occur at rodeo. The Ministry will soon have new powers to deal with any breaches of welfare code. They'll be able to hand out fines, issue compliance notices and create new regulation. Out of the 1,500 minimum standards across all codes of animal welfare, 91 new enforceable rules have been created. The ministry plans to introduce just three relating to rodeo, banning the use of electric prodders on animals under 100 kilograms, the use of any device on sensitive areas of an animal, and fireworks at rodeo events. The weight limit for electric prodders is still under review, as the code says no animals below that weight should be used anyway. Anya Dale, the chief scientific officer at the SPCA, welcomes the new powers, but says a ban on all rodeo is needed. Clearly states in the Animal Welfare Act that animals must be handled in a way to minimise the likelihood of pain and distress. And any reasonable person that uh, watches footage of a rodeo or attends a rodeo is clearly able to identify that these animals are distressed um, and do suffer pain. Rodeos have been restricted in some countries, including the United Kingdom, Germany and the Netherlands. They aren't allowed in the Australian Capital Territory and calf roping is banned in Victoria and South Australia. Despite a petition to scrap rodeos here, Parliament's Primary Production Committee didn't suggest any changes to the status quo. 
Dr. Dale says the country needs to take action for the sake of the animal's well-being. New Zealand has had a review of the Animal Welfare Act where we have included sentience within our Animal Welfare Act which actually means that we acknowledge that animals can both feel negative and positive emotions. We haven't done more than just pay lip service to that, and it's actually time now that we actually look at what that is and consider if we're going to use animals, that we must use them in the most humane way. But the Prime Minister Bill English and the Minister for Primary Industries Nathan Guy say completely banning rodeo is off the table. Mr Guy says they're an important part of New Zealand society, particularly in rural areas. The important point is if the government was to decide to ban rodeos, uh, where do you stop? What about circuses? What about zoos? What about horses that uh, jump? You know, the list goes on. So I'm of the view that uh, rodeos in their present form are obviously operating better than they were with the respective changes that are made. And in time, there could well be some more changes. Yeah, I just wanted to show you some pictures and just get your viewpoint. If you look at the, the twisting, the neck twisting, these animals here, do you think that that's OK? Well, that's a part of rodeos that have been occurring in New Zealand for a very long time and actually in other parts of the world. Uh, I get a lot of advice from uh, NAWAC, mm. and that's where I have the professionals mixed up with lay people that provide the advice through to me as minister. So I can take the fact that some of these photos that you're showing me that would uh, cause some concern for people looking at them, uh, but that is, of course, what happens at rodeos. But what's your view of, of how those animals are being treated? Well, from time to time, animals do get stressed, and they get stressed here in New Zealand when they go off to a processing uh, company. But I guess the difference with the meatworks is that, obviously, our economy depends on it, our food supply depends on it. Whereas this, what is there to gain? Well, you would need to go and ask a whole lot of people that are turning up to go and see rodeos. Labour's animal welfare spokesperson Trevor Mallard has also ruled out banning rodeos but says the party would ban flank straps, electric prods, tail twisting, rope burning and the use of animals under 12 months. Technique is everything and uh, both those boys shape their bulls and track them as we say. The New Zealand Rodeo Cowboys Association is optimistic rodeo won't be banned but does believe rules will be tightened over time. While there seems little prospect of a complete stop to the events, animal activist Lynn Charlton vows she won't give up, saying animal welfare and rodeos can't go hand in hand. With 11 rodeo events remaining this year, the season and the butting of heads between enthusiasts and critics is set to continue. I'm Paloma Migoni, and that's Insight for this week. If you'd like to get in touch or share your thoughts on this program, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at insight at radionz.co.nz or our Twitter handle is at insightrnz. That program was written and presented by Paloma Magoni. It was produced by me, Philip Atoli, and technical production was by Mark Chesterman. The music, Go Into the Rodeo, was by Wellington artist Jackie Christie and was provided by Nautonga Sound and Vision. If you'd like to check out other Insight programs, head to radionz.co.nz forward slash insight or head to iTunes. And thanks for listening. <laughs>